Good evening, everyone. It's Pastor Casares again. It is Monday evening of the month of June. Uh, we have all heard the saying, not all that glitters is gold. That is the way it is with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It is a realm of good and evil, time and space, rich and poor, sick and well. It is where we desire to make sick bodies well, turn poverty into plenty, evil into good, and war into peace. The only problem is that it is not lasting, when merely on the human level. And as you all know, we are no longer a living soul. We are a life-given spirit. We are no longer the first Adam, which became a living soul when God breathed into his nostrils. Today, we're a life-giving spirit of the second Adam. When we need to awaken to that, we need to see that, we need to know, we need to ascertain that we are a life-giving spirit. A lot of people want healing in order to have a better humanhood. And while they may experience it, it is not the ultimate. It is involvement where the personal sense of I is concerned as the opposed to their divine I. And I'm telling you, in Christ, we are divine. And if you can't see that, then you are filling yourself up with religious dogma, religious doctrines, religious principles of what have come out from the Vatican. The Vatican owns all religions, just in case you didn't know that. The Vatican does not want you to rise your conscience into the Christ. They want to keep you down below. And they want to be the ones above you. So, I'll tell you right now. If you keep hearing you're a sinner saved by grace, you're always sinning, you have to repent, and this and that, and all that, every day, or every time you go to church, I'm going to tell you one thing, if that was the case, we'll all be dead, because a lot of us do not repent, and that's including leaders, and that's including pastors, that's including apostles, or, or so-called apostles, or so-called prophets, or so-called evangelists, or so-called teachers, they don't repent. What don't they repent of? And I'm going to tell you right now. They do not repent of unbelief. Unbelief is what rules their minds, which is the carnal mind. Now, of course, it appears as a noble thing to make sick bodies well, turn evil into good. But we fail to realize that there is a much higher purpose than than to be involved in something which is merely temporary and on the human level. When one lives from their center or from the tree of life, realization, that is the Christ in you, the hope of glory, that is the Christ in you, which is God himself. If we don't live in that tree of life realization, we are conscious that nothing is out of order in the kingdom of God. We are conscious of that. 
that there's nothing out of order in the kingdom of God if we live or live in that realization. When are we going to realize who we are and know and ascertain from that truth? When? Real life living is not about getting a greater power. As some say, come, receive from God. And others say, receive the supernatural power of God. Really? If we are as He is in this world, where is the supernatural? We are His nature. We are as He is in this world. His glorious body is seen our glorious body. And His glorious body changes our vile bodies. Can you see that? Or are you going to go back and give a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars to receive healing from God? When God is your health and He is in you. If God is your health and He is in you, why are you trying to pay for a healing when you already have it? So heal yourself from within you. Yes, heal yourself from within you. As I said before, the tree of life is not about getting a greater power to supersede a lesser power. But it is realizing only one power. It is living in the eternal isness or in the eternal, which is a here and now, uh, which is today. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow has never come and it's not promised. It is fruit that will remain rather than fruit which is here today and gone tomorrow, we must leave the realm of duality and a material-based consciousness to resting in what is. The tree of knowledge of good and evil denotes the human level of awareness, while the tree of life infers Christ consciousness or Christ awareness. Are you aware of Christ in you? Or you just follow what they tell you to say or what to they tell you to do do you have that awareness of Christ in you do you have that awareness that Christ is father in you father God is in you and if you have realized that well guess what you already know who you are your identity has come forth within you your identity will take over your false image that you've been living. What it amounts to, and it is hard, and it, it is a hard lesson to, to learn, is casting aside not merely the bad health, but the good health as well, in order to experience the realization of Christhood, which is permanent and lasting. Then one, then one experience more than healing, but wholeness, spirit, and body. Remember, if God, Father God, is Christ, and Christ is in you, you are complete, you are whole, you are righteous, you are holy. Why do you keep seeking for something that's already there? Instead, seek the kingdom of God within you.
Isn't that what Jesus told us or taught us to do? Seek the kingdom of God first and everything else will be added to your life, to your body. Why? Because you come to realize that God is all. And the full deity of who God is is in you. Once you see, once you realize, once you know, once you ascertain the truth of Father God living in you. Aren't you the temple of God? Aren't you the temple? Aren't you the temple of the Holy Spirit? We must look through appearances, whether they be an evil appearance or even a good appearance. Psalms 139, 11-12 states that darkness and light are both alike to God. Both are mortal appearances when viewed from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Even when talking about immortality, we must realize that life and death has nothing to do with immortality. Because thinking in terms of life and death is still duality. People have made immortality about never dying but living forever in their physical body. Yet it is still from their tree of good and evil perception. My brothers and sisters, all of you are tree of lives. But you need to awaken and know that truth. All of you are as God on this earth. But you need to awaken to that truth. Stop listening to religious dogma. Stop listening to religious doctrine. Stop listening to that. And listen to the Holy Spirit in you. The Christ Spirit, which is Father God in you. What we must understand is that we must look through both life and death, good and evil, mortal and immortal, seeing only the eternal truth that nothing is ever out of order in the kingdom of our divine eye. Not because of us, but because of Christ, which is Christ. That divine eye in you, Paul said, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ that lives in me. That divine eye is actually Christ. Look, the physician said, Physician, heal thyself. Therefore, the way to experience fruit that remains where our bodies are concerned is to continually live from the inside out, continually viewing by our single eye, which constitutes the tree of life awareness. The single eye is not the opening of a third eye, as many have called it. It's not about your perpetuity gland. It's not about that. It's about seeing spiritually. The eye of spirit. That's why Jesus said, in order for you to see, you must see with a single eye. And he's not talking about the third eye. He's talking about you stop seeing naturally or carnality. You start stop watching with a carnal eye, but you start seeing with the eyes of the Spirit, which is God in you. Nothing can ever be out of order there because our focus is on that which is eternally is. 
If we should experience what appears to be bad health, or even good health on a human level, which can quickly change, we must raise our awareness to what is in the kingdom of God within, and stay in that eternal isness and nowness. Why is good health included in this dictomy? Simply because good health on the human level can change in a day, or a week, or a year from now. Good health on a human level can change in a day, or a week, or a year from now. Good health on a human level is transitory. What I desire in life is to know Him who is my health as me. And all things are then unfolded from the invisible to the visible, constituting lasting fruit. The scripture states, you shall know the truth, the person within and the truth shall make you free. When you realize that God is your health. When you realize that you don't need to ask God for healing. Because He is your health. He is your all in all. If you are suffering from cancer. From any type of disease. Arthritis. If you're suffering from kidneys from your lungs, if if you're suffering from anything within your stomach, I'll tell you right now, meditate. Meditate in God as your health. Meditate in Christ as your spirit. If Christ was a healer, which he never, he never healed anyone. He always said, do you want to be made whole? And what would the people say? Yes, Lord. And then he would say, get up and walk. That's all he said. It's the same thing with Peter. Peter never said anything about doing this, doing that, giving this. Give me $10,000 and you'll be, you receive healing from God. I've seen families give everything of their savings, everything of their savings to to uh, to pastors that 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 have asked if you want your healing. Place your seat now. Well, I'm telling you right now, you don't have to place a seat. All you have to do is realize that Father God is your health in Christ. And He is in you and you in Him. And all of you are together as one. Don't ask God for healing. Enjoy your healing. Receive your healing. Let that healing manifest in your body. He is your source he is your source money is not going to get you healing if you give your house to a pastor that's not going to get you healing that's the fruit of the spirit you're giving if you're giving it out of a cheerful heart but if you're not giving it out of a cheerful heart because you want your healing that's not giving it out of a cheerful heart That's actually giving it out of a carnal mind, out of a carnal heart. And we're not that anymore. We are a life-giving spirit. 
So if you're suffering tonight, if you're listening to this and you are suffering, I tell you right now, I tell you right now, close your eyes, raise your hands, or kneel down, or even lay down, and just say, Father, thank you, for you are my health. I am completing you, and will always be completing you, no matter what. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you have done. What you have done through Jesus. That today we are part. We are part of that life-giving spirit. No longer a living soul, but a life-giving spirit. A quickening spirit. So today I quicken my body, Lord, because I know that you are my completeness and you are my health and the full of deity is within me. Thank you, Lord, and so be it. Sincerity in heart. The spirit within you will make you see the truth of who you are in Father God and in Christ. It will show you and it will teach you the truth. This Monday evening, be blessed. Be wonderful and be mighty because you are righteous and holy son or daughter there's no more there's no longer tears because Adam the first Adam were the former former things that have passed away behold in Christ we have become new Awaken to that truth. I love you all. I love you all and I bless you all. And may this word truly go within you. And explode within you. Like fire shut up in your bones. Good night. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, the last day of June. It's a nice, beautiful day. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Son of God. Okay. So it's been a long and fruitful day, and. Uh, I'm going to share some verses with you. There are 48 references in scripture to the phrases, Son of God. The only Hebrew reference is in Daniel 3, 24, 
which is the story of the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar looked in the furnace after the three boys were thrown in the furnace, and he was astonished, for he saw four men loose and walking in the midst of the fire, and the fourth was like a son of God. A son. The remaining reference are all in the New Outlook books, which is the New Testament, and they are the New Testament 5207, which is heals, which means a son. Matthew 8.29, they added the name Jesus. The statement was a son of God. Jesus was in the story, but the point I want to make is that Jesus was not the only son of God, as the translators tried to make us think. The remaining 47 verses using son of God should have used a son of God Matthew 26:63 the Jews demanded Jesus to tell them if he was son of God Matthew 27:27 If you be a son of God come down from the cross Matthew 27:43 He trusts in God let God deliver him now if he will have him for he said I am a son of God Matthew 27:54 states and Mark 15.38 states, The centurion said, Truly, this was a son of God. Repeatedly, the translators added the word the, T-H-E, the, to the front of son of God, because their controllers did not want us, all of us, all people, to know that we are son of God too. You are son of God. You are daughter of God. You can be male or female. You're still a son of God. There's no gender difference. Okay? You're a son of God. Mark 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a son of God. Mark 3.11, thou art a son of God. And then all the way to Revelations 2.18, and there are more. The last verse I want to show you is Acts 8, verse 37, where Philip is sharing with the eunuch. The eunuch was sent in his chariot and reading from Isaiah, the prophet. The voice of the Spirit spoke in Philip's thoughts to go near and get close to the chariot. Philip obeyed the instructions and ran to him and heard him read. He said to the eunuch, Do you understand what you are reading? The eunuch responded, How can I, except some man should guide me? He asked Philip to get in the chariot and sit with him. Philip explained the scriptures he was reading and told him about Jesus' teaching. The eunuch embraced what he was taught, and as they rode for a while, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Philip did not say anything that was written in verse 37. It was all added by the translators. Every word has a numerical number, which is 999 in the uh, Strong's Concordance. It has a number 999. The new concordance will not have it. The concordance that I'm using is old. 
So that number 9999, which is four nines, 9999, uh, which means it was added by the translators. Well, what really happened is, is discovered in verse 38. Philip did not tell him he had to believe and confess Jesus as Son of God. They jumped out of the chariot and the eunuch immersed himself in the water without ever saying a sinner's prayer. How many of you have said a sinner's prayer? Oh, how we have been vexed by the concealed and hidden word of God by religiosity. Religion is controlled by some higher religious hierarchy. It is called the Vatican. The Vatican wants to keep you hidden as a son of God. The Vatican wants to keep you hidden of who you truly are. Unbelief is one of the main topics that I will be talking about for a while. Same as mistaken identity, the false image, and everything else. The book of Revelation speaks about you, speaks about us, speaks about every son of God. We are a son of God. And uh, if you cannot see that in you, then you need to listen to your innermost spirit, which is Holy Spirit in you, which is the Spirit of God. Healthy spiritual living is to honor and respect one another despite our differences in belief. I respect every pastor, every teacher, every prophet, every apostle, every evangelist that teach different from what I teach. They are still drinking milk. I'm enjoying my juicy steak. Sorry. I have teeth to chew on the cut. They might not be ready for it yet. You might not be ready for it yet. I do not know of two people who believe alike in every aspect of truth. I have heard people say concerning someone they disagree with. Oh, they are just off the rocker or they are cray, cray, cray or they are false teacher, etc., etc. One thing I have become keenly aware of the of in the past I'll say maybe 25-30 years of ministry is that past move often puts down the present truth of what is being revealed. From time to time I still remind those whom I teach that I am not trying to get them to believe what I believe, but simply desiring to provoke them to think, to seek, to search. Don't just sit there and listen to someone telling you you do it yourself you take your time and seek for that for that truth
to at least consider what they believe on certain matters which religion was purported. However, I certainly do not believe that everything we have learned must be thrown away. I have learned some very vital truth while in a religious environment growing up, although a large part of it was very sin-conscious. Are you still in the sin-conscious? Are you in a righteous conscious? Remember, Paul said, awaken to righteousness. I passed through faith movement and took away some wonderful truth which I hold dear yet today. I was exposed to the full gospel charismatic realm, which opened me up to a greater experience of the gifts of the Spirit. I ventured through the kingdom realm teachings and still embraced many of them. I journeyed through the grace movement and the finished work teachings and still embrace those magnificent revelations and teach them as well. The main thing which I see that must be deconstructed, if you will, are those religious mixtures which gender a death and separation consciousness. Many people are in awareness, transition in their lives today, so let us be kind and afford them the journey in awareness which is widely needed for them. Should they get off track, let us pray the highest form of prayer there is, which is seeing them complete already. Because objectively, they are complete. A son of God... And let me go back. Jesus, son of God, was the representation of Adam, all mankind. Jesus resurrected is a representation of the second Adam, a life-given spirit, which is Son of God. You are Son of God. One day I'll bring you the teachings of the crucified, died, buried part through Jesus and the quickened, raised, and seated through Jesus, the Christ, resurrected. That teaching will open you up into a lot of things. And it's all in Scripture because we have been crucified. We have all died. It's all in the past tense. It's not in the future. We are not going to get crucified with Christ or or we're not going to die with Jesus or we're not going to be buried with Jesus. We have been crucified, died, and buried. And then in His resurrection, we were quickened, we were raised, and we are seated with Him in the heaven realms. But we need to see, we need to have those eyes to see or that single vision, not be double-minded because a double-minded man is unstable. But the single eye, as Jesus said, which is a spiritual vision, the spiritual eyes to see what is already here that many of you are waiting for. I believe every individual has a built-in guidance within which will bring them safely to that place in awareness 
where they will experience what their heart longs for and desires. So remember, we are known by our fruit, of which there is only one, and that is love. My brothers and sisters, today I want to thank you that uh, I want to thank you that you're listening I want to thank you that you're putting aside what you know and listening to the truths that I'm bringing forth in Christ you are a complete vessel you are the temple of God you have been quickened, you have been raised, and you are seated with God, even if you think you don't, or you haven't. You are. Until you have that awareness, you will know the truth. Sin conscious, as I have before, a lot of these churches, they preach sin conscious. When they preach a lot of sin conscious, that's what the person listening to that will have the awareness of a sin conscious. I'm not teaching you a sin conscious. I'm teaching you a righteous conscious. Paul said, awaken to righteousness. When you awaken to righteousness, you will see who you are. That means that you will no longer fall into the false image of the mistaken identity, which the mistaken identity is the sin that when you do something contrary to the law of God is the fruit of that mistaken identity. The fruit of mistaken identity is what people call sins, but there's only one sin. I believe there's only one sin, and that is unbelief. Unbelief into who you are in Christ. If you don't know who you are in Christ, and you don't want to believe who you are in Christ, if Paul has told you already that you are righteous, you are glorious, you are beautiful, you are in the beloved if you don't listen to the words that God spoke through Paul you will be stuck in the religious minds or the carnal minds of the religious leaders that have been fed through by the Vatican the Vatican owns all religions and they want to keep you in a place where they don't want you to be awakened or have the awareness that you are a righteous son of God. So stay tuned because there's more. It's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper into the heart of God. Stay with me. Keep listening. And at 
as the day goes by, these truths will make you see this world, this earth, way different. And you will see the glory of God in everyone. I can assure you that. And especially in you. You will see His glory shine upon you in the midst of what people are saying is darkness. Remember, darkness may cover the whole earth, but that's when the glory of God will shine upon you. And when you realize that truth, you will be that light in the midst of darkness. You will be that light to where it will expose every hidden evil in people's hearts. Be blessed. It's Tuesday, June 30th. And you may you have a good afternoon and hug and kiss your children, your husband, your wife every day. And pray for them that they may see and hear what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.